You're listening to Breakaway Wealth, the show designed to help you build wealth faster, think bigger, and break out of the herd. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and with me today, my co-host, Nick Costco. Welcome, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to join you here. So, Nick, you know, there's like times in our lives where we think about are we going forward? Are we like contemplating what we're doing, looking back? And you know, when I were having a conversation the other day and we were talking a little <laughs> bit about this and we made some analogies. And, you know, when you <laughs> think right now, people kind of are sitting and they're thinking, well, hey, is the real estate market at the top of the market? Interest rates are high. Banks don't seem like they want to loan money. There's no deals out there. They have all of these things. And they're looking and they remember when interest rates were low and they're kind of looking in the rearview mirror and they got their foot on the brake and looking in the rearview mirror. Now, I live in Florida, Nick, and I see people trying to get on the freeway doing this. <laughs> Drives me nuts. If cars are going 80 miles an hour, which is the average speed, at least on the, on the highways here in Florida on 75, <laughs> And you got your foot on the brake and you're looking behind you. What are your chances you're going to get on that freeway? Yeah, they're slim. And if you get on, somebody or something is getting dinged up. Yeah, you're going to get passed a lot, first of all. And and you might get run over, right? Yeah. You, to your point. <laughs> so there's there's a couple of things that I think about when we're sitting here and saying all the things that are wrong with the market. Right. All of the things that all of the reasons why right now is not a good time for me to build my wealth or to buy things like real estate or businesses, et cetera. I, I mean, literally almost every day I have somebody say yeah. one of those two things to me. Yeah. It, it, you know, what's funny as an aside. Yes. Just yesterday afternoon, talking to one of our clients who's a real estate investor, it's it, it's his entire life. He's like, yeah, just left uh, looking at a fourplex or a fiveplex, um, fifty thousand a door. He's like, yeah, I put an offer. I'm like, all cash offer. I'll close in seven days. And um, he, I, I go, so what are the numbers? And we, he goes, oh, I, I hadn't even looked at them, but we we did it on the phone together because I just wanted to. I mean, he's successful. I just wanted to hear what he said. Yeah. And uh, he go, I go, what what financing number were you doing there? He goes, oh, nine percent. He goes, I'm. I, he doesn't care. He knows how to find deals. He knows, hey, to our uh, red and green light and yellow light conversation, he saw the 50,000 a door, whatnot. He knew it was a red or a green light. Boom, I'm in. Didn't even flinch. Right. So, you know, and everybody talks about Warren Buffett saying, when everybody else is nervous, be bold. And when everybody else is bold, be nervous. And, you know, I get that. And I agree with that in a lot of ways. But we got to look at a couple of things and why we can be aggressive or why we can hit the gas. But there's a couple of of analogies that I think about, okay? My car um, has a little bit over 600 horsepower. It's zero to 60 in about 2.7 seconds. And if I hit the gas while I'm looking in the rear view mirror, (laughs) I can only imagine that nothing good is gonna happen, right? That would be scary. I would be yeah. kind of really nervous about being in that car with me 
if I hit the gas and put the pedal to the metal and I was looking in the rear view mirror. Hey, it's nervous. It's hey, I've ridden in the car with you. Even when you're looking out front, it's nerve. It's nerve wracking. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't have any witnesses. Uh, you don't have any. Uh, 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 you don't have anybody to uh, to back that claim up. But uh, and I'm not gonna. I won't deny, nor uh, will I admit to any. I, I follow most of the laws the way they were intended, which is, you know, like in, remember back in uh, Montana and South Dakota, it was go as fast as, uh, as you want to. That is, you go as fast as you want to and still be safe, right? But let's talk about where you want to be looking if you're going to hit the gas. You want to be looking forward. You want to be looking out that front windshield when you hit the gas. You don't want to be looking in the mirror because you got to see where you're going, right? And the faster you go, the more you better not be looking in the rearview mirror because the only thing that you're looking in the rearview mirror for is what? Lights, right? They're looking at for somebody that's going to slow you down and say you're going too fast. Now, in when you're on the streets or you're on, um, in a car, those lights are law enforcement. But what is it in life when we're trying to build our financial freedom and fill our wealth? Those lights are noise. Everything telling you to stop is noise. So what do you do with that noise? Noise, well, you got to be able to filter through it. Is it all noise or is there any signal amongst that noise? Obviously, if you got the police officer's lights in your trunk, you got to acknowledge that, right? Like, And you have a choice right there, but... We got to filter through the noise. I, I think that in most cases, we can't react. We have to respond. We have to process through our past, our past experiences uh, to determine what we're going to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, to me, what you do is you say, is that a threat? Is it a problem? If it's a problem, then how do we overcome it? If it's a threat, yeah. then we have to assess the threat, right? And then yeah. we either overcome it or we slow down. We punt, we turn around, we make a U-turn, whatever we need to do, right? And when you're in your car, you think like that. When you have a vision of where you're going and you want to get there fast, right? Because, I mean, why not get there fast? Don't get there stupid, but right. get there fast. There's a big difference between stupid and fast, right? Yeah, efficient. But what you have to do yeah, is... efficiently. Like yeah, exactly, efficiently. But when you've got your foot on the gas and you're going and you see lights in the back or some kind of noise, the thing that helps you understand whether you should stop or not is your education, your due diligence, your underwriting of the case, right? Because then you could truly say, man, that's just noise. You know, you talked about um, in an earlier conversation, you talked about somebody closing on a deal yesterday. He's like, I don't really care what anybody says. I don't care what the noise is because I know the deal. Yeah. That's right. And you can't go through life looking in the in the rearview mirror because as you've already said, you're, you're going to run into things, right? So, you know, I always say our eyes are on the front of our head for a darn good reason, but we're supposed to be looking forward, right? Our, our feet are even uh, pointing forward. Like we are designed to be forward creatures. I think yeah. it's really that you know, the noise is hard, right? The noise, society wants to hold you back, okay? What society want you to do? They want us to turn around and frankly lament over our failures. 
They want us to stay where, where we are because that's what they're doing. And, and it is, there is resistance in this world to move forward. And the faster we move forward, it's almost like there's more resistance until you can learn to turn off the noise. If you turn off the noise, if you're truly able to do that, then you don't even real you don't even hear the resistance, you don't see the resistance, you don't feel the resistance. Just like our client who just boom, does a deal. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Nick, you're supposedly a pilot. No. <laughs> 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 you are trained as I said. I should say you were supposedly trained as a pilot. I mean, did somebody give you a job to fly airplanes? Right? This is true. <laughs> Long it it seems like a, a a lifetime ago now. Yeah. So when you're in an airplane, okay, I've never flown an airplane, and I'm not one of those uh, guys that wants to go get a doctor killer airplane and and. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, be one of the, you know, when I used to see on the front range airport in Colorado, I'd see the black smoke coming up and I'd go, oh, another doctor thought he was a pilot. Oh, uh, boy. I, I have no desire of that. But when you're, you're sitting on the runway and you start going down the runway and you start to increase your speed, is there any point from when you take off to you fly to you land that, that is there a rear view mirror in that airplane? I mean, is there a way to look back? Yeah, man, I, I don't know. One of the hardest things, Jim, when I started flying was there was no place to hang my fuzzy dice, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> There's no rear view mirror. You know what's in that spot is a compass, right? Which way and, does and, the compass go? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you know what's funny is you, you can barely see out the side. Like in a 747, the windows are so small in the cockpit. Like I, you almost have to press your face against the side view mirror or side view window to see the wingtip. Like it is so geared for you to be eyes forward. Now, I think the engineers must do that because they're like, hey, there's no use looking at the, the right <laughs> or the left, okay? No. Look forward, go forward, get to your destination. Yeah. That's what you're getting paid for. That's what you're doing. And you're doing it in the safest way possible, right? Yeah, that's now, right. Okay, so like if we're gonna fly, let's say we're gonna fly our whole families, Okay, to New Zealand. I'm trying to think of something as far away as we could get. Yep. One of the things that we're going to do, number one, we're going to keep our eyes forward. We're going to hit the gas because I can't imagine a lot of good things happen when you're on the runway, you're taking off, and you let your foot off the gas, so to speak. That's right. You know, because then the airplane doesn't take off. And if it doesn't take off and it's going fast, it's not going to do anything good. We have to take off, which is one of the things that I love about sitting on an airplane is that commitment. Hey, when you hit that, it's, we're going. You're in it to win it. Yeah. You're, you're going in the air, hopefully, right? That's right. Um, so if we were flying to New Zealand and you got to pick the pilot, who are you going to pick? Me. Okay. You're going to pick the best person that you feel like is going to get you there, right? If you ever talk to a pilot and they don't think they're the best one, get off the airplane. Right. If you were going to have a match with golf, in golf today at Valhalla, and it was going to be a hundred grand a hole, and you got to pick any partner you want. You calling me? No, no I'm calling Tiger. You call? I'm calling Tiger too. Okay. So <laughs> Tiger on one leg is winning. Because you know what? When you're around greatness and you're around the best, you just kind of know it, right? And I'll give mm -hmm. you an example. So I had a doctor's appointment yesterday, and it was kind of a second opinion. And so I sit down with this doctor. And from the moment he sat down, now, by the way, everybody's telling me he's the best. 
from the moment he sat down, I felt like I'm sitting down with the best. Now, whatever <laughs> this guy says, good or bad, I'm going to believe him. Yep. And so, you know, when, when you're building your wealth, you're building your infinite banking system, you don't want to work with somebody who is the everyday fly-by-night, hey, I just figured out what IBC stands for, and isn't it cool that I can finance my cars this way? <laughs> right? I mean, you don't want that. You want the best, right? Because think about it. Like, I went to a doctor. He said, well, it may be this, maybe that. Maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do that. I'll do this. Wait a minute. What? The uncertainty is painful. Uncertainty is horrible. If I say, you know what? I probably could help you build an infinite banking system and help you get the financial independence. I might be able to help you uh, become financially free. I might be able to teach you about assets and, and businesses and real estate investing and things. I might, I might be able to help you with that. Yeah. Does, does that instill confidence? No, absolutely. We, when you're working with someone, I don't care who it is, you want to speak to an authority. And That's when right. somebody, somebody has the experience, they actually speak like an authority. And you know it when you're talking to someone like that. So let's go back and let's talk about infinite banking for a minute. When I learned about infinite banking, I got the book and a friend of mine said, oh yeah, you can have that book. It doesn't work. <laughs> That's what he said. Okay. So now he really instilled a lot of confidence in me to go spend a couple hours reading this book, right? No. Yep. So what I do, I thumb through it and I went, oh, cute. I didn't read it. Thumb through it. I know that shocks you. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I know you read the intro. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. I read. I, I mean, I went, hmm, okay, cute. Yep, Bible verse. Got it. Yep. Uh, nice. Uh, this is just another way to sell life insurance. And I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't need that. So, but then I met the authority. And I thank God every day that I met the authority, right? <laughs> I met Nelson Nash. And Nelson, he went through this, all the concepts in the book. And I thought, man, this guy is so confident in what he's saying, but he's either nuts or he's one of the smartest guys I've ever met. Yeah. And then I asked him all these questions. His answers really, you know, were designed to make me think because he knew that I was coming over the epiphany bridge. I, I was on one side. He had already had the epiphany. He already knows it. But he can't just drag me across that bridge. He's got to bring me across that bridge. and He's got to teach me, educate me. And I have to educate myself. It's a participatory sport, infinite banking, right? So I go see him again. Because like I said, I went to public school. I was a solid 1.2, 1.3 student. Uh, that GPA just that wasn't my blood alcohol level, or maybe in college, Nick, but no, just kidding. Um, and, but I went again. Most people get it in 10 hours, it took me 20, right? And then I said, you know what? This guy's brilliant and his confidence doesn't waver. So I said, that's the guy I want to learn about infinite banking from. I'll ask him every question that I can ask him. And again, I had years and years and years to work with him. So then when we teach people infinite banking, right, we have looked at this from every angle. We've looked at every page of that book. There's not a page in Nelson's book that you can't grab and say, hey, explain this to me. 
That's right. We'll give you more information than than you've ever wanted. In fact, we have a two hour and 45 minute course on the community just explaining the book. So one one little side anecdote, and this this will help you recognize whether or not you're speaking to an authority. So did Nelson ever take offense at all to any of your challenges? No. No. I remember very distinctly, at least a decade ago, walking down this, hey, is, uh, is the Bible true or not? I remember very distinctly walking down the second hole of a particular golf course, and I asked some pretty obtuse questions to our pastor. And it has never left my mind how unmoved he was by my attempt to stir the hornet's nest. And I was intentionally seeing, are you an authority? Are you confident in what I'm saying? Because when people are not confident about what they're teaching, they will take things personally. They will get flustered. But you could say anything to Nelson. You can come to, what do we tell people all the time? Hey, we encourage you to read the book, watch the course, come and try to disprove this. And I have never seen you flinch. No matter how up to somebody says something to you, you just go, okay, well, let's just dig, let's pour into that. And your experience, your uh, authoritative position, particularly allows you to do that. And so people gravitate to that, right? They recognize you as an authority in our space. And you can't say that about too many people. Yeah, you know, it's funny. If you remember, Nick, we used to do a lot of uh, meetings where we, people that didn't know anything about infinite banking, we would take them through this uh, presentation from soup to nuts. Basically, you don't know anything. Now you know more than 99% of the insurance agents out there saying that they're IBC practitioners. And I I would say, hey, I want you to ask any question (laughs) that you can come up with. Because just like if I were your calculus professor, you would expect to be able to ask me any question about calculus and I can answer it. And it's the same thing for infinite banking. I want you to ask any question. Do not be afraid to ask a question. Do not be afraid to challenge us because we can ask, we can answer any question you can come up with. You can prove it. People would look at us like, hmm, are you sure? You know, and, and, and it's, it's, look, if you're standing in front of a room of a hundred college kids, and you're teaching advanced calculus. Uh, you can tell I never made it to advanced calculus. Is there an advanced calculus course? Uh, you and, and me both, by the way. And, and you had a question. What if your professor got flustered? What yeah. if the, your professor said, well, you know, let me think about that. Let me uh, get back to you, right? Yeah. Uh, you'd think, Wow. I mean, I thought this was like a college course. My professor should be. But because you would think that the professor should know all the scenarios. If you're going in for brain surgery, you want that surgeon that he knows every single thing that can happen during that surgery. He knows every part of the brain, like the back of his hand, but he knows what it could do, how it can react, how some people react, how 1% of those surgeries react, that there are no surprises. That's what you want. Because if he's going to guide you through the surgery and through the recovery and through the other side, 
he's got to know everything. That's right. And so, you know, I think about financial freedom. I think about infinite banking and taking over the banking function in your lives. And I think about this concept that you and I've talked about before. <laughs> 10,000 hours. This is from the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Gladwell. Yep. And uh, 10,000 hours. Talk about 10,000 hours, Nick. So 10,000 hours is that, that level t that you would do anything that you would become an expert. And it is funny. I mean, it, it is a journey, right? Like as I, I remember very distinctly, you know, you get to a thousand hours flying an airplane and people would say, okay, now, now you're the most dangerous because you have experience. Um, you think you got it kind of figured out, but that's when you get snake bit, right? And it's a journey right? You're just getting warmed up at a thousand hours. And um, it, it's that path to mastery. You're always a student pilot. You're always a student. Like Nelson talks about early in his book, Becoming Your Own Banker, about the arrival syndrome, right? Even if you are a master, even if you have 50,000 hours at a subject, we're always learning something new. Constant and never-ending improvement. If you're yeah. a pilot, or you're a neurosurgeon, or you're an IBC practitioner with, you know, like you say, 50,000 hours experience. Yeah. You're always trying to get better. Or the best are always trying to get better. That's what I think the key is. The best are always trying to get better. But, yeah. you know, when I think of going back to Nelson, Nelson was always writing, <laughs> always studying, Reading Austrian economics. He was studying, you know, what was going on in the world. He really at, you know, in his, in his late eighties, wanted to know what the future held. Yeah. And so we're constantly challenged by that to get better and better and better. And so I'm really grateful that that's our philosophy at Create Tailwind and in helping people because we're a hundred percent confident that you can reach your goals of financial freedom, financial independence, that you can stop trading your time for money and let your assets provide your income. We're 100% convinced that we know how to, how to help you get there by taking over the banking function. What you're gonna invest in and everything, that's not what we do, but we introduce you and expose you and educate you in those areas. And so, just like this doctor saying, hey, oh, you know what this doctor said too? I got to uh, share this and then we'll wrap up, Nick. But he gave me a paper that he wrote. It was, okay. I don't know, 10 pages. I haven't, I haven't read it yet. Okay. But he said, if you read this oh, yeah. paper, you'll know more about this subject, which is a narrow subject, than 99% of all the doctors are. Wow. Now we say... <laughs> when we show somebody how life insurance works, we show them in a few minutes, you know, 10, 15 three, minutes, three, yeah. maybe more, about life insurance and cash value. And we say to them, at the end of this insurance lesson, you'll know more than 99% of the insurance agents out there. Yep. And you know what? We mean it. It's a fact. <laughs> fact. So when I think of books, um, Nick, you know, we always have like a book recommendation. I, I, I say we go back to outliers, read outliers. It helps open your mind to you the, don't journey. Wanna, yeah, the journey. Exactly. And enjoy the journey. 
But yeah. if I'm climbing Mount Everest tomorrow, you know the biggest thing that I want? I want the goat. I want the best Sherpa that I can find. <laughs> Jim, I don't know if you remember this or not, but you're the one that told me to read Outliers the first time I met you in person seven or eight years ago. And um, you said, hey, my job is to help you compress those 10,000 hours. That's right. And there's no, there's no real replacement for the time in the seat. But I, I understand what you mean by that. And when you have a competent uh, guide, when you have the best as your guide, and that's what we absolutely strive to deliver, then you can effectively compress those 10,000 hours. And I had a great conversation with my son the other day, and we were talking about choices, choices that we're going to make in the, in the coming years. And it turned to money a little bit. And I said, you know, wealth isn't about money. And I said, do you know what wealth is about? And I was really proud of him. He goes, wealth is about our time. And I said, it's about their time freedom. And ultimately, that's what we're all striving for. No one has more time than the, than the next person. Yeah. And so money, money buys choices and choices buys freedom. And when we, become, we can achieve that financial freedom, that equates to time freedom. We get yeah. to do what we want to do when we want to do it. And um, you know, I appreciate that you, you've uh, chosen uh, with your time to share all this because you certainly have the choice to do something else other than doing what you do every day. And uh, uh, I know I thank you a lot, but uh, I hope everybody realizes when you're on here and you're doing this and you're spending the time recording the education that you do that's on our community app, that that is a choice for you, not something that you have to do. And uh, everyone can have that. But you yeah. can't get to 10,000 hours if you don't take the first hour. And so you uh, just keep taking the steps, keep having a competent a vision in front of you, right? Have that vision. Without vision, man will perish. And then have a guide. And uh, I can think of no better guide than uh, my, my host here, but uh, we got a team. We got a team of competent guides that are here to help you. We are building a SEAL team, only the best. And definitely Nick is in the last eight years, like if we only had a SEAL team of two, I, I have no problem going in whatever SEAL, SEAL uh, <laughs> mission we have. So uh, sure. so thank you for, uh, for all of that. And you know what? What I would say to the audience is, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. What, what, what are you waiting on? Stop looking in the rearview mirror and let's go. Nick, thanks so much for being on the show. We're going to end this. Because I'll tell you what, if your thinking isn't right, then you know your vision isn't going to be right either. So nope. we're going to end this like we always do, audience, with the great words of Earl Nightingale. Take it away, Earl. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now let me say that again. We become what we think about. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you are looking to discover new wealth building strategies, then go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.